Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. jump on guests. If you train me, I will stay close. If you train me, I will party outside. If you train me, I will listen. you train me, I will eat your stuff. If you train me, we will be best friends. Hey everybody, Michael J. Solar here, your host of Dog Talk. It is so exciting to have you guys here tonight. And like always, we like to start off with a little bit of gratitude. So thank you guys for liking, loving, sharing, giving us a thumbs up on YouTube and sharing with your friends about this awesome show. And as you know, what's awesome about the show is bringing on the guests because the guests are what give us their true insight into the pet industry. And tonight, I'm bringing on a friend of mine who I met this year and have literally been overly inspired by this man his name is rodney tank mosley and to see his success story talking to him every time i've had the opportunity following him on social media has been a true motivating factor to the point of getting off the couch and burning some calories so i'm really pumped up to bring him on so without any further ado here is tank and that's and it's not the tank it has to be tank <laughs> tank welcome to dog talk man um it's really an honor to have you here. It, it truly, truly is. I know you've been doing this stuff for quite some time, but uh, I got to meet you this year and been a true inspiration. So I had to take a quick moment just to be like, dude, seriously, love it, man. I love how you're killing it. I love what you're doing out there. So I guess uh, I want to give you a minute here to just let people know what you've been doing to inspire others uh, and what that journey was like. Uh, well, thanks, man, for having me on. I uh, greatly appreciate the opportunity to come on and, and chat with you. Uh, we have a great time. Always great discussions uh, when we're face-to-face. -face. Um, I like how you dropped a little pun there that you were pumped to have me on, so that was pretty <laughs> um, But uh, my name is Tate Mosley. Um, I've been a professional dog trainer for almost nine years with off-leash canine training. Uh, did five years in the Marine Corps. Uh, got out the first time from my contract and then got involuntarily recalled for a fifth year. That's how I got five. Uh, originally from New Orleans, Louisiana, born and raised, uh, but I've actually been in Virginia now longer than I was in New Orleans since I left when I was 18 for the Marine Corps. Um, and then uh, I own Office Canine Training Winchester. Uh, my best friend, Nick White, uh, started that company 11 years ago uh, and it's just grown. Uh, you know, to the moon and back. Um, and we train pet dogs. Um, we do everything under the sun with the pets, just like you guys. Um, scent detection, uh, diabetic alert dogs, um, therapy, 
we we don't do we don't do any seeing eye dog stuff, um, but everything else. Um, I guess my journey began uh, about five years ago. I was at my heaviest all-time weight ever. I was 394 pounds. Wow. And uh, five years ago, on Halloween, um, I was at a buddy's house, my buddy Joey. He had had gotten this personal protection dog uh, from a friend of ours. And uh, Joey Morris came up to demo the dog and kind of teach Joey and Kelly everything that the dog knew and was going to spend several days with them, just kind of giving them a turnover with this protection dog. And, um, I went over to their house and Joey, Joey Morris had this, I called him a, a, a liking. He was about a 99 pound solid black Belgian Malinois that when he got out the truck, he just, he, he made your heart stop. Cause he just was a soul snatcher, man. When he looked at you and, <laughs> And things happened like you knew he was a serious dog um, and it was super cool. And uh, they, we wind up doing some some demos and, and Joey was showing us and, you know, he brought a bunch of bite suits and some sleeves. And I was so fat at the time that his largest suit that he had, I couldn't by time I when I tried to put it on the buckles that would normally buckle here, the buckles were out to here and uh, uh, I took a, I wind up taking a tricep bite, a bite on the back of the arm and I instantly fell in love with it. You know, in the Marine Corps, I had done some stuff with the sleeve and not having any knowledge of what I was doing. I would, the dog would bite the sleeve and you saw logs and, you know, think you're cool and you're absolutely doing nothing for the dog. And I kind of did that a couple of times and I just never really fell in love with it. Like I did whenever I got bit on the tricep. And from that day, it just clicked with me that I wanted to be doing this and that if I was going to do it, not only did I need to uh, change myself and some things that I was going through and, and doing to myself, uh, but I needed to be in a lot more physical. Uh, I, I need to be in physically in shape to be able to do it and uh, give back to the dogs what they need uh, training wise, whenever we're in the suit. And that's kind of where the journey began, man. Um, yeah. That night, I wind up signing up for a, a gym membership. I remember because I got the picture. I always go back to it. The, the first night on the on the on the um, uh, on the cross trainer, and I was in a hoodie, and I said, "This is where it starts," and kind of never have looked back. And it's just been, uh, it's definitely been a marathon and not a sprint. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I so one of the things. So when I met you earlier this year. You know, it was a really inspirational story that, you know, when we first met and you told me about all these things that you were just talking about. And it was neat to hear that. And you hear stories like that all the time. But one of the things I could say, you know, we wind up, you know, following each other on social media. And the thing I could say, man, it's really impressive every day. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see this guy, it's it's at Decoy Fitness on Instagram and Facebook. Listen, it's a true inspiration. See him out there in the gym every day. He's not holding back. He's putting in the work. And you could go back literally from the beginning of the year when we met, which was, uh, I think it was April, uh, to present day. And that small amount of time, the, the, it's like a, almost a complete transition with hard work, dedication, motivation. And it's no joke. He's spreading it. He's sharing it. And that, and that's why I really, it's it's an honor to have you on, on tonight because 
you know, I love giving people that a little bit of inspiration and it's nice to see it in the morning when I wake up and I see you doing another workout at like three or four in the morning and I'm like in my head going, man, I just I think I'm going to eat a pizza. No, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things. Um, so guys, uh, ladies and gentlemen who are watching. So uh, recently we were just at a uh, seminar where Tank was one of the instructors for decoy seminar. And he was there uh, just, you know, just watching and, and observing. And one of the things that I observed was pretty much at, it was like, I think it was like six in the morning or five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. Uh, Tank is out there beating the hell out of tires as if they owed him money with a sledgehammer. Uh, and there was other people out there that he was inspiring to follow him out there. And I thought that was really cool. Now, uh, for me, obviously, I didn't get out of the RV. I, I you know, I, I decided to stay warm <laughs> and not get out there. But it was a true inspiration. And that's. I'm going to bring into this question right now, which would be is this, what was the best advice that you've ever been given? Right. Cause that's going to go along with this right now. So what's the best advice you've ever received that would brought you to, let's say where you are today as an owner of a, of a dog training facility, uh, decoy fitness, uh, decoy trainer and decoy. Oh man. God, there's so many, bro. I can give you, um, how about like maybe three or five that really stick out because it's hard. <laughs> um, we have plenty of time. We're fine. We can eat it up. Let's go. So uh, again, my, one of my best friends, Nick White, um, you know, he's, he's really taught the talk. Uh, he, he, I always explain to people, Nick, as being the guy that did everything you're not supposed to do. And that's, we're taught to never put our eggs in one basket. And that's exactly what he did. And he's one of the most successful hardworking dudes I've ever met. Um, and he backs it up. You know, there was a time when I first started with the company for probably the first five years, which is part of the reason why I got so big. Uh, but we would, I would be up at three o'clock in the morning and our tight group group of guys would be texting about business, you know, at three o'clock in the morning when your body's supposed to be recovering. And, um, but where I'm going with this is at the time we would always be sending quotes and messages back and forth to everybody, you know, to, to our group. And the one that probably stuck out the most was, uh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of CT Fletcher and one of his videos, he's basically in the gym screaming at a female that's squatting. And his line is, you can't throw a penny in the wishing well and wish for this shit. You got to get it, you know? Um, and then that relates to, today versus someday you know if, yeah. if i never bite from that dog and fell in love with it and i never made the decision right then and there to change you know who knows i'd probably be dead man i was going down that route and uh you know i wouldn't be with the, my girlfriend that i'm with now uh who uh that's a totally separate story but wildly enough three years ago she was being inspired by stuff that i was posting in my transition and from the sidelines, she was my biggest cheerleader. And we literally had never even met, but she was so inspired by it that she was rooting me on from the sidelines. Um, so it would probably come down to at least those two, um, today versus someday. Uh, and you can't you can't throw a penny in a wish and well wish for this shit. I, I love them both. I, I think they're gonna be taken on uh, by many listeners uh, from our show here tonight. And then, uh, so what we met through was an organization called Throwaway Dogs, uh, which you've been working with now for, I guess, uh, a year or more. 
Uh, I've definitely been with them for a, a year. Um, I've been supporting them from the sidelines wherever I can for uh, quite a while. Uh, okay. In fact, uh, Nick and one of our trainers, Danny, went pulled the dog out of our local shelter a couple of years ago, and that's kind of how I really got to know about Carol and Jason and what they're doing. And um, they went and they went and pulled this pit bull out of uh, out of the shelter, high drive, and did a great evaluation and got it up to Carol and they got the dog trained and the dog went on to, uh, I think Chicago to be a very successful narcotics dog on the streets. Yeah. Now, so I got to meet, I got to meet what with Carol, uh, about a week ago, which I'm really excited to have. We're going to try to get her on the show here soon. She's got a huge event coming up, which I'm sure you're fully aware of because I believe you're one of the main instructors, uh, which is going to be the throwaway dogs lawn order summit in April of 2022. And that is going to be at Jolly Rogers in Ocean City, Maryland, which is where, you know, obviously my state there. So you're going to be coming up here and hopefully we'll be able to get a bunch of police canines up there because uh, I don't know if she told you the goal, but she did whisper it in my ear, which is to get 100 canine teams and auditors uh, to Jolly Rogers in Ocean City, which is a three. It's going to be a three day weekend. It's a huge summit uh, with that many teams. I, I couldn't imagine. Uh, what this is going to be logistically. So I hope you're ready. That's probably why you're having the hat on to cover all the gray hair that she's causing. Uh, <laughs> that's where it's from. Now that's called the, uh, that's the, the knowledge, uh, the, the knowledge curl right there on the, in the beard. I have those two <laughs> straight in the center, you know? Yeah. So it's what you broke up. What's that? It's my racing strike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be careful with that one. So, uh, so today I was, uh, so I'm out with my staff today and, and they decided they wanted to make fun of me for the most common phrases that I use. So I, I want to prove a point that a lot of people use words or phrases constantly. So I'm going to ask you, what are the top three phrases that you overuse? It has to be dog related. So not in like your private time. I'm talking about like dog training wise or decoy training wise. Uh, three three phrases I use a lot or, um, hmm, that's a good one. Anytime I'm talking to clients, I always, I relate dogs to kids and kids to dogs. So I'm always giving examples of, uh, that, um, what, man, this is, we should probably get Nick White on this show because I'm going <laughs> to read a lot. Um. Uh, I'll call him out on the show. Nick White, you need to be on the show. I texted him for the record, you know, how busy he is. So we'll, we'll get his ass on the phone. We'll get him on here. Oh, here's number one. And Nick always preached this, me coming up as a trainer underneath him. Um, I need to make sure I get it right, though. Here we go. If you treat your dog like a human, don't be sad when your dog treats you like a dog. Let's say that one again. So if you treat, wait, hold on. If you treat your dog like a human, don't be surprised if your dog treats you like a dog. Yep. Okay. I can see where that one's going. Yeah, it's yep. it's, it's definitely a mind blow. Um, what's the other one? Um, this is. I don't know if I came up with this. I don't know if I saw it somewhere. I'm. I want to feel like, I mean, I, I kind of feel like I can't do this, but maybe I'm wrong. But 
So a quote that I use often with clients, especially when I'm doing evaluations, uh, when somebody comes to us and they, and they, they may be on the fence about training, um, I'll tell them this. I say, listen, you build your calendar around a good dog, you incorporate a good dog into your calendar. Okay. And then I elaborate. I say, when you and Sally may want to go to the winery all day and you've got the pup back at home in the crate and Sally, Sally may starts becoming anthropomorphic, giving the dog human feelings. And she thinks that the dog is absolutely going to hate her when y'all get home because it's been crated. You're cutting your day short just to get home to the dog in the crate. However, when that dog becomes trained and it's amazing and it's, you know, uh, an awesome dog in, in the community and the dog starts going with you to the winery, not only is your day longer, but you guys also have a better bond because you're spending more time together uh, and everybody's just happier. So that's probably my favorite that I use is um, you build your calendar around a bad dog, you incorporate a good dog into your calendar. I love it. And I love the way you broke that down into the next thing, right? Because I mean, as professional dog trainers, one of the biggest complaints we typically get is the fact that they that people are constantly trying to correct their dogs and they're trying to always compensate for when the dogs make mistakes. And then what we always have to wind up trying to deal with is educating them that by taking a little bit of time and discipline, the dog gets to be partaking with things and they want to do those things. Dogs are all about the positive resource. So if you're being a part of their lives and you're and you're doing that stuff, the, the things that you think is disciplinary or uh, mean right is actually getting the dog to see that these there's more options right i mean that goes back into you with the fitness things right how many things have you sacrificed i mean i saw that you gave up alcohol completely bro i just i just got the craziest look from my girlfriend across the table because i i wanted to prove to myself that i could do this next phase which is a very hardcore uh diet into a prep which Hell, breaking news. I, I haven't even mentioned it, but I'll break it here on your story uh, or in on our live. Yeah. yeah. Uh, November of next year, 2022, I'm stepping on a stage to do a bodybuilding contest. Oh, hell yeah. So that's kind of what I'm preparing myself for now. There's some, there's some phases and stages that I have to get through and get to to be prepared. Because back in January, prior to us meeting... Uh, my coach basically said, look, if we were to start right now to get you ready for a show at the end of this year, and again, we're talking about back in January, it would be a 26-week-long prep, which is basically double double the time for a, a bodybuilder that preps for a show, just based off of where I was at. And that would have been extremely miserable, half a year in a hardcore prep, um, you know, and it definitely would have took its toll. So... Instead of trying to do a show this year, we came up with a game plan and these phases. And so uh, back when we met in Charlottesville, I was running probably about an 80% diet. I was, you know, socially drinking with my girlfriend when we went out to dinner and our friends. And um, there's a saying that you can't outwork a diet. And the past 40 days, I've – that that has hit me so hard, like a ton of bricks on how much that truly means. Just seeing kind of the next transition or phase that I've taken since I started 40 days ago and where I'm at now, um, that no matter how hard I was working in the gym, I was sustaining 
where I was at, but I wasn't making the progress that I am making now because of that diet and the, yeah. and the alcohol. And, um, you know, I wasn't, we, we weren't drinking to get obliterated. We weren't, you know, no, social, social, couple yeah, social, yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At dinner, whatever the case may be. But, man, those add up. And I even thought I was doing the right thing by going, you know what? Instead of having this drink, I'm going to have a seltzer because it's only 100 calories. Well, when you're four, five, six of those in a night, that's still five, 600 calories that you don't want to be putting into your body. So, um I, I made the decision to prove to myself and prepare myself mentally that I would start this diet literally the day before uh, Cass and I went on her surprise birthday to Ocean City. So <laughs> we're, uh, we're sitting on the beach and I'm drinking water, <laughs> I'm eating out of a plastic bowl and uh, we're trying to find her, you know, good dinners because we're at the beach and stuff like that. So um well, that's good on both of you. You know what I mean? Like it's it's hard on you to to do that, and support her, to have a good time, you know. And at the same point in time, it's great on her to support you and not give you that peer pressure and and supporting you in what you're doing. Which, dude, that's amazing, man. It's 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 a great relationship you guys have had, um, and you're forming and you continue to build off those things. So, I mean, honestly, that's awesome that you guys Absolutely. can do that. Absolutely. I think it's great. And, and I don't want the, the momentum here of our thing to, to die off because now we just got like a little romantic on this. So, <laughs> so uh, looking at it like so it's it's also going back into dog training where we see that, you know, it's amazing how everything goes back to full circle. Right. So you like as you said, now you hear you are giving yourself disciplines, rules on what you can eat, when you can eat, how you can eat, what you can drink, when you can drink, how you can drink. And that's to get yourself in shape, get yourself to a point where you could go on a bodybuilding competition. And that also relates into dog training. As you said earlier, if you give the dog the rules in the beginning and they show you and they'll understand them, they'll follow them, they could come with you to the brewery, the winery, the the distillery, the the places that you want them to go with. And you don't have to leave them home because you were able to put those rules in effect, follow them, and you build a, a tighter relationship just like you and your significant other have done to build that up, which is an amazing thing how everything always collates back, right? Oh, yeah. So – now here you are decoying and again you i've seen you traveling all over you you've done things with different organizations uh and you're moving forward with that kind of stuff and how's that journey been because you know decoying isn't isn't easy a lot of people always think that it's just a moron in a suit and, and that's why it's really cool to have you on tonight because you get to elaborate for how important a decoy is so i'm going to throw that at, at you right now is how important is a decoy to a personal protection or a law enforcement police canine uh, out there, how important is it being a good decoy and trained decoy? 
Man, it, it's extremely important. It, it literally is make or break of the dog. Um, the decoy known as the guy or the female in the suit is the one training the dog. Um, you know, the, the markers, the feedback come from the decoy. Um, so everything that the dog learns both, both positively and negatively comes from that person. So where I'm traveling around the country with high risk deployment uh, at these HRD scenario based uh, seminars, you know, our job there is trying to bridge the gap between law enforcement and civilian um, because there's a ton of civilian decoys out there that are spending literally their own time, money, energy, effort, traveling the country, learning, becoming masters of the trade. Um, you know, they're, they're becoming athletic. They're becoming fluent. They're learning uh, power biting from Justin Rigney. They're spending time with Jason Davis and learning different styles of decoying so that they can implement it into uh, anytime they get a chance to work or the honor to be able to work a, a working canine. Um, it's absolutely important. It's detrimental to departments. Uh, it's detrimental to personal protection so that the dogs stay healthy and safe and want to continue to engage. Um, but it's more than just putting the rookie cop into the big marshmallow suit and making them run down the field so the dog nukes them and flips the guy over four times and everybody laughs and sends a video around the department. It's way more than that. Um, driving here, I got a message from one of the teams out in California that I had the privilege of, of meeting and working with uh, in March at the Canine Social Summit. And this dog's 10 years old and he's just destroying people that he's supposed to, meaning the suspects. Um, and we go back and forth with uh, the messages and it's, you know, these, these guys are also very proactive. They're spending time training. They're working with great decoys. The dogs are being downloaded with these pictures of these scenarios and, um, you know, offline, I'll, I'll send you some of the text threads so that you can see what I'm talking about yeah. uh, with how amazing this dog worked. Um, but basically the message was, Hey, we just got our longest, uh, static bite at a minute 45. He goes, you would, you would personally be sad from the suspect because he took a forearm instead of a bicep. And that kind of made me chuckle. Um, but, um, with decoying, it's, it's detrimental to the success of the teams. And like I said, we're trying to bridge that gap between <clears throat> law enforcement and civilians. So, um, you know, when I, when I decided that this is what I was going to do, getting physically fit was the first priority so that I could become, successful at it but then i also i spent a ton of money a ton of time traveling the country and just learning from everybody that i could um you know going to decoy camps attending seminars paying to have private seminars with guys like bob salamini bob salamini who is one of the best french friend guys in the country uh so that i can learn that form of decoying and implement it in ways uh that we do with uh, decoying for police dogs. Jason Davis spent time with him. Um, you know, I volunteered my time to work some of the HRD events and kind of prove myself to them. And, you know, now I'm one of the instructors with those guys after a couple of years. And so when we travel into Montana, we have teams from around that state that will come in and you'll have 15 to 20 to 25 dog teams that we get to work with. You know, we were just 
in Philadelphia, I think last month, working yep. with some teams up there. So we get the privilege of being able to see dogs from all around the country, but we also get the privilege of finding some of their loopholes or some of their weaknesses and we get to build those dogs in, in the, the two and three days that we get to spend time with them. And, you know, out of all the money spent traveling and learning and all that, there's nothing greater and more rewarding than receiving a text message like, hey, remember that time you showed up at 11 o'clock at night and told me to come find you and you were hiding in the dumpster and, you know, Duke bit you after a mile and a half track? Well, guess what? Uh, last night we had that exact same scenario. Duke, Duke tracked for two miles and the guy was hiding uh, in the dumpster and, and Duke did exactly what he was supposed to do. So when you, when you wake up to texts like that or messages, it makes it all worth it. I, I love hearing this because as you know, retired law enforcement officer, canine handler, instructor and things like that. And it's, it's amazing because ever since we we've met and uh, I've gotten brought into the inner circle somewhat, I've literally been hearing so much knowledge that didn't even know existed. Uh, it's an amazing thing to see how much knowledge is throughout this country that is looking, I, I guess, for the voice is the best way to look for it. Is It's looking for the platform or maybe the stage, right, to change this. You know, as we see, you know, across the U.S., we're talking about the the problem with law enforcement, that they need re-education, canine units being uh, changed. And you're out there showing these guys uh, the skill set necessary to keep these dogs going on the road keeping them and preventing them from having uh, dumb little accidents, keeping them educated, which is amazing to see you doing that because as you said earlier in your resume, you're, you're not in law enforcement. You were in the Marine Corps. You, you're a business owner, which means this giving back is not a necessity to you. It's not uh, something that you need to do to put the roof over your head. You're not doing this for the money. You're doing this for the passion of the community that you're serving, which is something that's really, really commendable, man. And it's amazing to see you doing this stuff and teaming up with throwaway dogs to see what you're doing there. And you probably wear their stuff. I mean, I saw your, your decoy suit, right? Your bite suit has it on there and you're, you're wearing that everywhere, put, putting it out there because throwaway dogs, ladies and gentlemen, this organization that tank is working with, uh, it, it takes rescue dogs and the ones that are very high drive, that probably wouldn't be rehomed and gives them a second chance. And what they do is they, get these dogs and they find trainers like tank and they get them trained up and they donate them to police departments to give the dog and the department a second chance at serving the communities. And it's an amazing thing because not only are they doing that, but then they're getting guys like tank Cobra canine uh, and everything together to provide even a continued education. That's where the, the canine summits coming into play. Uh, and uh, then I recently it was just, I got brought on board myself uh, which is a true honor. And I asked Tank today if he'd be willing to come up to film an entire decoy course so we can get this out to you guys to get that out there. So you get a little bit of tidbit of information and education out there. So we're going to, uh, I'm going to ride Tank until he comes up here uh, to, to film <laughs> and get this uh, going out there. So that way you guys can get the information you need because as you can see, it's slow, right? Like putting the seminars, it's a lot of work. Uh, and we have, they have the one coming up in April. So, you know, hopefully by that time you guys could come up, you take the courses, watch the stuff, follow tank at, uh, decoy fitness, right? It's decoy fitness, isn't it? Yep. Decoy fitness. Yep. Decoy fitness. 
You get on there, you follow him, man. You see what's going on. Watch what he's doing. It's absolutely amazing. Between the physical fitness, the dog training, and the decoy work, it's an amazing thing to watch and see it because it's very slow in the sense of detail orientation, which is what you need to be successful in the pet industry. Dogs are fast-paced, but they're watching you and they're taking photos every second. They're watching the details. They're not just going into it blinded. They're watching what you're doing. They're paying attention to the smallest, littlest things. Um, I got the watch tank, and I know this is me rambling about tank, but tank's going to have to just deal with it. So I got to watch tank teach this course uh, that weekend when we were down in uh, Virginia. And it was amazing how he worked with the with the, the new decoys, the guys that were there to work, and seeing them doing the the static drills with no dogs was amazing to me because it's something I talk about all the time when I train trainers is you if you can't work the invisible dog, you can't work the real dog. You have to know what the dog's going to do. Your body has to be fluent. So when your brain is working the dog, that's where your brain's focused and your body already knows the muscle memory. And without me saying a, a, a word, and I didn't even get to tell Tang any of this stuff, honestly, but when we were there, I was like, man, this guy's got this. Man, if I didn't know better, I would have seen a German Shepherd, Belgian Malinois flying at these guys. He had them doing every move, maneuver, and it was so detailed. It was absolutely 100% impressive. I, I just couldn't believe it. And Tank took the time worked with each person individually. So if you guys have the opportunity to reach out to him, get an opportunity to watch him work live, you would not, uh, literally, you won't regret it. It is it is true inspiration. It is truly probably going to make you want to get physically fit and do it yourself. Uh, and I could speak because, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm telling you, because of Tank, I myself have started to get in shape. I myself have bought a new suit. I myself am getting back into decoying, which I thought I would never do when I left the police department because, why <laughs> it was it was a, it was a why bother anymore i don't need to do that but after watching this guy work it's you just have to uh you just you just want to know what it's like and yeah it's pretty crazy that way so now that i just gave tank the most uh biggest balloon head that he can go uh the nice part about it is he's a state away so i'm not gonna have to deal with his uh the cockiness tonight uh when we get off the show that's gonna be up to him and his family at this point <laughs> So he gets to gloat and, and brag all night with the chip on the shoulder from that from that bragathon. So we're going to throw the last question of the day at him right now, which is going to be, what are you most excited about right now? Uh, well, she's sitting across from me. That would be my girlfriend. Is that <laughs> that's, that's I feel the, like that, I feel like that's the uh, the safe answer of how to because <laughs> keep yourself out of trouble tonight. <laughs> No, she she knows that would be my answer and everybody everybody knows that would be my answer i'm i'm extremely the most happiest about this in our future because uh man there's a bunch of reasons like i said uh we got a really cool love story um you know kind of to, to to give maybe the cliff version cliff notes version is again uh three years ago um we I actually it, here we go full circle I trained a buddy's dog and he was posting updates of what I was sending and she wound up following uh the updates and I noticed her and uh you know she's a very attractive woman and uh, I started kind of kind of not stalking her but I was paying attention and um you know three years ago she started kind of cheering me on just from the mutual following on social media. And, uh, 
at the time, you know, there, it never worked out because either she was with, she was dating somebody or I was dating somebody. We, it was strictly, I don't even know the word for it, but there was never like any plutonic. Yeah. There was never any flirting or just like literally, Hey, I'm proud of you. I don't know you, but I'm proud of you. Thanks for inspiring people. And, uh, she would post something. In fact, she went on vacation with a boyfriend at the time and she just bought a ring and posted a picture of it. And I congratulated her thinking she was engaged. Uh, you know, so it was, it was that kind of just a, a really cool relationship. And, um, here we are three years later, uh, back in, back in January, uh, the, the moons lined up. We were both single at the time and we pretty much were like, Hey, it's inevitable. Let's give it a try. I'm going to the winery on Sunday with some friends, meet me. And, uh, I met her and we basically have been together ever since. Um, but she's been with me to dog events. She, she's always beside me and never in front of me or behind me. You know, she supports everything that I do. Uh, even if it's crazy, like, Hey, pack a bag, we're going to Florida tomorrow to work dog. And she's like, all right, let's go. Or a month ago when we drove from Virginia to ocean city, for her birthday, drove back the opposite way to Virginia Beach for the weekend, 12 hours before we needed to be there and a seven hour drive and then left Virginia Beach Sunday night and straight to Philly to be there Monday morning to work more dogs. Um, and the whole time she just sat in the passenger seat, being the DJ, giving directions, you know, making sure I had my food that I needed to have at a timely, you know, uh, time. and keeping me on track with getting hydrated and uh, taking down things that she needed to take down admin wise for what we we're doing with the dogs. And uh, she's just been extremely supportive and we've just been having a great time. And, um, you know, I've, I feel like, I feel like I'm dating my best friend and I've never had that before. You know, um, there's, there's nothing that she's trying to gain out of this. I've, I've dated some people before that have gained some things, definitely like traveling cars and getting in suits and learning and getting free suits based off of just kind of dating me. Um, yeah. and that's not the case anymore, man. And it's, that's, that's a hundred percent my answer. That's, that's what I'm most happy about. And most, most grateful for. Well, that's a phenomenal answer, man. I wouldn't even, I won't dare touch it. Uh, I, I know I met her. She's phenomenal. Very, very, very supportive. I mean, uh, it, it is, see, this is no bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen, the guy's not just kissing her ass. She is, a, she is an amazing, she's always there. She's there right there behind him, supporting him, cheering him on, uh, from the day I met him to present day, uh, to the last time I seen him. It, it's cool to see it. Uh, I believe, uh, when you're up in Philly, I believe you guys were taking some pretty cool pictures all three of you with, uh, with the Rocky stairs, right? Uh, the museum there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, it's cool to see it, man. It's like a true, uh, you know, true love story comes all the way back. And, you know, it's weird to say this, but like when I got into the dog industry, I tell people all the time that, you know, dogs, you know, they're a gateway to, to happiness. And it's an amazing feature how they they bring things together for everybody. And that's why it's a true privilege and honor to be uh, in the industry, uh, be a part of the industry and get to meet people like yourself within this industry. Because, you know, it just always reminds me why this is so great. And, we, and I chose the right profession to continue on. So Tank, listen, it's been a true honor having you on the show. Can't wait to have you on here. And I can't wait to actually get you present in my area to, to really do some cool shit. 
and I hope when we, uh, we, we can line up some dates. So stay on when we sign off here. We could set up some dates, get you up here for some filming, and uh, maybe we can even do a live together, uh, as I like to do with a few people on my private channel, and I could get you to cheat on your diet of uh, alcohol and have a real open conversation on a Facebook Live. So <laughs> just one night, man, just one night. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for watching, our, watching listening, and being a part of our podcast and YouTube show. Uh, truly amazing to have you guys here. Thanks, thank, thank you. So thank, thank, thank you for coming on our show. Got me really tongue-tied on that one. And uh, look forward to seeing you again live in person and having you on our show as always. So thank I appreciate you, man. Thanks for the opportunity.